Hello, welcome to the Electric Theory Podcast. My name is Gina Shear and I am your host. Today's guest is Sean Penix. He is the Vice President of Sales of Tourism and Events. He is responsible for expanding Legends events in tourism and business, as well as the ongoing implementation of the Legends Way across the existing partnerships. Under his leadership, Legends supports and assists the driving success at partnerships with marquee institutions to assist the maximizing revenue opportunities across event sales, group sales, merchandising, ticketing, digital marketing, data and analytics, and non-traditional revenues. At the AT&T Stadium in the Star in Frisco, Texas, Sean led efforts to assist in corporate event sales, group ticketing sales, tourism sales, and marketing of corporate hospitality, generating over $100 million in stadium revenue. In addition to his corporate events and group sales association with the AT&T Stadium, Sean has led various areas with the legends at the AT&T Stadium regarding ticketing, sponsorship, marketing department to support driving revenue and growing the overall engagement with all Dallas Cowboy fans and tourists of North Texas. Sean also supports hospitality revenue efforts across the Legends Central Region portfolio that include FC Dallas, AT&T Discovery District, San Antonio Spurs, and various Legends attractions. His 13-plus year career journey includes positions with the NBA G League, the Dallas Cowboys, and Legends Hospitality. Please help me welcome Sean Penix to the show. You have 24 hours a day. Organize your day. Work hard. I'm here to talk about success. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Electric Theory Podcast. My name is Gina Shear, and I am your host. And you guys have the privilege because I have my right-hand man next to me on the left-hand side, your other co-host, Joshua Hunt, back in the house. Woo-woo. And it's been a long time coming. It has been. A short it's been a while since we jumped on. And our very special guest, Sean Penix. Sean, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you having me. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. I got special guests. I got. I mean, I feel like I got honorary members here. This is great. No, this is great. And are you like, any real? I mean, we have to jump off off the top. I'm sure you've been I'm, asked I'm, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm you already know what's coming. Jump right in. It's coming. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, are you? Do you have any correlation or relation to Michael Penix or? So from and I'm, this is just complete transparency. Um, ever since Indiana days, that's really when it got you know kind of announced and it's like you oh, yeah. know who this is and um, even from family and I to this day I don't know I can't confirm or deny I have no <laughs> he idea. Said no, confirm nor deny. But but at the same time you uh, haven't taken that DNA twenty three. No, I, have, I haven't done that and you know I was I definitely was questioning it though I probably was like maybe I should just just see you know, if he wins the Heisman I got to you know. It shows some uh, some credibility here, but, <laughs> right? Um, you know, no, he's he's been extremely successful, and um, don't really know if we have any any ties there. But if we do, you know, I think it's uh, only ironic we're working in sports and he's playing in sports. So, um, you know, excited for his continued success, though. Love Sweet. it. Well, you're gonna take that test and let us know the results <laughs> here soon. Let's jump into your story and your background. You went to school in Arkansas, mm -hmm. correct? And yeah. you have honestly one of the most diverse, full backgrounds <laughs> that I've witnessed in quite some time. I don't. I am very excited to hear how you do it because even reading some details about you, I was like, wow, these are some huge brands together that you are 
cultivating and building camaraderie off of and building company culture. So I want to know how you were able to do all of this. So let's jump into your story. Coming out of college, how did you get from there to where you are today? Oh man, um, it, you know, it's interesting. Like I, if you asked me even at college and during that time, would I be doing what I'm doing today? I would definitely say no, not a, not a chance. Yeah. And, and one, I'd probably even tell you like, what is that? I, I even know that that was even possible because um, when I was in school, that's not really something that was talked about. Um, you know, I, I walked on to the University of Arkansas, I played football there. And, you know, I've played sports all my life. My, my, the biggest thing for me was like, if I'm gonna do anything in sports, I'm gonna be on the field full time playing professionally. And, right. and uh, you know, when I graduated, I got a degree in marketing. And, you know, I, I think it was more like a place filler. I had no idea like what I was gonna exactly do with that. Cause I was like, my mindset was, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be playing sports, yeah. right? And, you know, wasn't uh, tall enough or fast enough to continue on. So I, you know, I, I stuck with, okay, well, what's the next step? And, you know, I was in retail for a little bit. Um, I was really trying to find my way. And, you know, I, I, I say this pretty often now, um, you know, to, to individuals that are trying to figure out what's their next step and what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I jumped around a few, in a few different positions, um, just trying to really find my way. But I fell into to sales and uh, enjoyed that and really just enjoyed being able to talk to people. And, uh, mixing that with the passion of sports i was like i wonder if that's a thing right because right. all, all i really knew at the time was all right how do i get into this you know the sporting event you buy this ticket at the box office and you just somehow people show up and like the, the event happens right yeah and uh, i didn't know there was actually like a behind the scenes career in that and really didn't have anybody to look up to to say okay how do you do that how do you go about that you know linkedin really wasn't a thing like mm -hmm. it is now right and so um, over time, I just try to you know make it to it, make it known of like I got to be selfish about what I want and, and what am I passionate about. And uh, took an opportunity randomly, uh, NBA G League. Uh, at the time, it was the NBA D League, um, mm -hmm. uh, in up in Frisco, Texas. You know the the Mavericks were coming off of an amazing season, the first you know season that they they won their championship back in two, 2010 2011 season, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, I'll never forget this. A guy named Malcolm Farmer. He's actually the president for uh, Texas Legends right now. Uh, he, he gives me a call. He's like, "Hey, I need you to come to Frisco, Texas. You know, we have uh, you know Spud Webb and you know na names like you know Mark Cuban. They're, they're going to be interviewing you know salespeople for this mm -hmm. for this team." And so I'm at the time. I'm like, "So, so what's the name of the team? Like, I want to be able to understand." And he's like, "Well, we don't have a name yet." Like man, like I'm about to sell a team with no name. Like I don't even know what this is all about. I don't even know if I want to be in sales full time, and I had no idea what it was. So um, drove to Frisco from Arkansas, uh, and you know it was at that time there was only thing only thing that really in Frisco was I think like the Stonebriar Mall and maybe uh, maybe like IKEA. Yeah, it was farmland back then. Yeah, there was really nothing up there at that point in time, and um, you know the the Dallas Stars. You know um, I think now it's the Comerica Center or something like that, but that's where they practice and and so I was like this is where basketball is being played and um you know long story short I, I ended up getting an opportunity to uh to, to work there for for that team but you know watching the Mavs win have their success and we got to do some promotional things for them I was like I want to be on the pro side like this is this is great I enjoy the G League I, this, I think this is awesome to see 
kind of I got to really live out everything. I got to do everything, including be the mascot for a game. You know, all, all, all that good stuff. But you know, I, I was like, I like to see this back of the house really take shape, simply because of you know there was a fan base and there was people that really wanted that. That was kind of their escape. And I was like, how do I, you know, how do I continue this and also grow professionally as well? And so you know, it, it turned into you know the power of connectivity power of just you know you know continuing to keep relationships and um you know i went to a, a sales seminar uh, i guess probably the best way to put it uh, that was happening at the old texas rangers ballpark mm -hmm. and they invited like all of the uh all the sports teams at the time in dfw to this and um, a guy by the name of bill Kurt, bill Gertine, like did like this this sales training for all these different staffs and the dallas cowboys were there so me being a football guy, I was just like, man, like I'm gonna go and try to be who's 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 with the Cowboys, right? Yeah. And um, ended up rubbing shoulders with the right people, and I think you know something that I, I think the the sports in me and the competitive nature was like I'm not gonna be denied. Like I'm gonna continue to stay in touch and find ways to be unique, and and uh, so I I, I continue to you know keep contact with that group because that's that's what I wanted. Like if mm -hmm. if I'm gonna swing, I'm gonna swing for the fences, right? And um, eventually got an opportunity uh, to just to interview, and you know that that's to, in my mind, I was like, that's all I need. I just need an interview. I need to be able to show my authenticity, and 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 hopefully they'll like me enough to give me an opportunity. And you know, uh, was very blessed and fortunate to, to get that back in 2011. And mm. then just started to build up on that and, and uh, uh, survive some cowboy seasons and all that good stuff. And Woo! That's, <laughs> and, talk, that's uh, survival mode yeah, right there. You know, um, but, but, you know, I, along the way, what I didn't understand at the time and, and now looking at now that I'm in some leadership roles is just I had some great leadership along the way. And I was just watching people do it the right way, like coaching me up. And that started when I was just playing sports. Like people were kind of always coaching me and, you know, pushing me along. And I can think it, you know, as I, you know, continue to grow into what I wanted and, and what I'm doing now, um, I, within reason, I knew how to say no, but I always wanted to continue to, you know, expand my scope and learn more. Um, I didn't want to be identified by like, all right, you're only going to be good at this part of the business, right? Like I, I wanted to understand all of it. Yeah. And I think the more that I was willing to raise my hand, uh, the more people were like, okay, what else can you do? Can you help out over here? And, I, and, I, and it all goes back to, you know, being a servant leader. Like mm -hmm. the, the, if you're willing to serve and, and help and look at it in, in that, in that light, you know, I think a lot of the opportunities that I've, you know, been blessed with have become, come from just being willing to just, Hey, I'm gonna raise my hand and, and, and lean in. Man, that is such a beautiful story. And I want to just, like kick us off as we like dissect this story and essentially put it on like a lab laboratory table <laughs> and just like pull it apart. Yeah. Um, but something that stuck out to me first was just like something that you kind of grazed over. It was like, yeah, you know, I got a call, you know, I was in Arkansas, <laughs> drove all the way from Arkansas. You didn't even say all the way from Arkansas. You just said drove from Arkansas yeah. to Frisco. I'm trying to make it sound like it's right down the road. Yeah, like right yeah. down the road. But I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like as a you know, former athlete myself, like I didn't have two coins I could rub together, sure. you know, coming out of college. So like, what made you take this risk? You know, how did you like weigh this risk to say, hey, this is this is something that I can go and do and accomplish? And you know, it's funny you say that. I 
just something in me. I, I applied. I don't even know if this website's even around, but it was monster.com. Dang, and yeah. I don't know if it's even a thing. So somebody's listening. I was like, what is that? Like, right. it's probably, you're probably going to find it. But, um, and it probably gave the most vague, um, you know, description. Like, do you love sports? Do you want to work in sales? Come, you know, apply here type of thing. And I was like, yes, yes, and yes. Like, I like <laughs> all those things. So um, at the time, I, I, you know, I'd had some kind of, you know, heart to heart with, uh, you know, my parents. And I was like, this, I think this is the right move for me. And much like what you're saying, they're like, do you know what you're getting into? And I was like, not really. But I do know that I haven't seen anything like this. I feel like this is kind of a a, a new opportunity. Nobody else is thinking about this. And um, why not? Right. I'm going to make the trip. If anything, I have some friends in Dallas. I'll spend some time with them. If I don't get the job, then I'll come back. Right. And so, um, you know, it was probably the craziest interview process I've been been through before I got to the Cowboys and, and working on that side. But, you know, it was, yeah, I had a hundred folks, people just, just sitting, you know, in inside this arena. And it was very just matter of fact of like, all right, who wants to work here? And it was just very like raise your hand type of thing. And before you know, they're just kind of calling people out. Like it was a true open interview. I don't know if they really even administer interviews that way. But they wanted to see who was who was hungry at that time, right. and it wasn't as formalized of like apply here and we're gonna go to this separate room. It was like at that moment, we're trying to get this going today, and I just took it up like I drove all this way. I am not gonna yeah. sit here and wait till somebody else answers first. Like I'm I'm just gonna you know step out there and and uh, you know just it ended up being a great great moment. And and again. I, I think about that at that point in time of like, man, what if I just sat back, right? What if I didn't do anything? I just kind of waited and hopefully they'd notice me type of thing. And um, I, I think about that pretty often. I'm just like, man, that, my life could have been completely different if I just kind of sat back and waited to see what would happen. But that's that's not uh, that's not life. That's so crazy. Do you think since you did take that leap of faith and you drove, what is that, like four, five hours? I don't know what Five part. hours on a good time and, and you know, uh, not a lot of sightseeing right on that drive right yeah, it's a boring drive yeah <laughs> yeah coming through there so because you put so much more out of the line do you feel like your demeanor was different walking into that interview and that you walked in there with like a sense of confidence because you sure. had so much more on the table with taking that leap of faith and pushing that distance I, I i would say so and you know looking back you know probably at the time i was just thinking it's a another day um, but I, I say this a lot, you know, with, I say this a lot, with, even with my, my kids, like you have to, you know, act like you've been there and, mm-hmm. and, and feel like you've earned that opportunity. Right. Um, and, and it's one of those things that people can kind of read that. Um, and, uh, it's something that always stuck with me. Like my father used to tell me all the time, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm dressed up today. Like I, it's always a perception thing. Like people are going to look at you from a hundred yards away and, mm-hmm before they even speak, they're already going to have this pre-assumed just, this is what this person's about. And you want to make sure that whatever they're thinking is like, man, there's, there's probably something good there. And then when you do speak, you know, make sure that that you can, you know, have some credible, you know, kind of, you know, um, voice behind that. And so just in in that moment, I, I, I dressed up, suited up, you know, and not to realize that then once working in, you know, NBA, it was like, there's no suits like not right now like you're gonna be you're wearing polos and gym yeah. shorts and all that but at the time I was like I had to take this seriously because I want people to take me seriously mm-hmm. so yeah 
that's, I mean, it is one of the most important things, not only from like a risk standpoint, but just like that attitude. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like being authoritative, but just, you know, not with a chip on your shoulder, because sure. I think that like, it may help you get there, but it's not going to take you further, right? Like, so it's almost like to, 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 to kind of put a bow on it and give people, you know, some added advices, you know, having that chip can only take you so far, but like to really just have that overall, like authoritative, I've been here before, right. um, I have something of value that I can provide, just having that attitude can take mm-hmm. you yep. so far. That's for sure. literally the difference of what we were talking about before we actually started the podcast mm-hmm. of the difference of leadership versus management. It's mm-hmm. like you're choosing to be there and you're choosing to represent yourself in the way that you want right. and saying, hey, I'm here to serve you, so I'm going to dress the part right. versus saying, hey, I deserve this. You're going to be managed by me yep. because this is the position I'm in. It's like literally flipping the attitude completely and coming in a very humble manner and saying, I'm going to work up to be able to hit the next rank and I'm going to help those along with me. 100%. It's the the first date, right? Like when I, when I first started dating my wife, like if I showed up just like, I guarantee she'd be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here today. I'm not going on this date with you. (laughs) I I had to, you have to make sure that you, you know, you want to be there and you're taking it seriously to where okay this is something this person's very serious about their business and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna be respect i'm gonna i try to earn that respect right yeah, yeah. um but uh it was funny so coach garrett you know he's coached for the dallas cowboys um he gives a lot of inspirational talks and there was there was a an opportunity we had that to sit with him and you know something i actually have on my desk uh, you know at, at my office um but he said you know to to earn right the, the verb or started to earn the noun respect, right? You have to give the verb respect. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things I was like thinking about that. I'm like, man, like everybody always demands respect when you're in a leadership right. role. Like I demand that. It's like, are you giving that to your people every day? Uh-huh. Right. Is, are you good. are you living that out? And that, that's that's when people start to take you seriously. Of like, yeah, I'm gonna, honestly, I'm gonna do everything I can for that person because every day they show up for me, right? Yeah. And if you're doing that, that's not just in, in, in work, right? Like everywhere mm-hmm. i think you start to earn that credibility right yeah, I here's, love the, that. here's the billion dollar question right uh-huh. as it relates to your uh, attitude that we've been talking about and your behavior how do you take that and instill it into employees that mm-hmm. serve your mission serve you know uh the, the greater mission that you guys are all you know serving that's a great question and, and I'll, I'll be remiss if i didn't so my, one of my mentors and i have many i would say just starting from early age but um a guy named chad estes um which oh yeah yeah you know chad chad, Better is, chad. he was at pelotonia i remember chad you know honestly gave me an opportunity with the cowboys we just came out with a book that really you know kind of talks through this um called prepare for impact and so I'll, I'll never forget this you know when i stepped in you know to the cowboy sales offices and it's kind of everywhere now mm-hmm. um but they had 30 steps to success didn't know what that was and know what that meant but it was just little things day after day like things that you should just be living out and you know the first thing you know that was on there was effort mm-hmm. and you know along the way there was serving leadership there was taking care of people taking care of yourself right um, whether that is uh, from a physical perspective or mental perspective but um, you know Chad taught me at a long you know an early time in my career the importance of just 
being a hand raiser, right? And being willing to step in, step up without, you know, the other hand out, like what what is in it for me? Yeah. And I think That's the a good more, picture right there. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think the more that I started to understand that of like that really is what it means, I also have to live that out. Mm -hmm. And I think to go back to your question about like how do you instill that, you know, amongst a group, they have to see it in order to know that it's possible. Right. And then on, on top of that, it also has to be, the intent has to be there. Right. The, the, yeah. the intent, the authenticity, authenticity that yeah. comes from their leader, then they just, then it's kind of becomes like a known factor of like, right. and I'm seeing success because he's doing it this way or she's doing it this way. Maybe I should try that. Right. And, I, and I also think, you know, that, that 30 steps that I mentioned earlier, to me, that was also a repetition, right? I saw it every day. So now it was one of those things, okay, what am I doing? with my teams now that is repetitive. Like every day we're gonna talk about, this is our mission today, we're gonna to focus on this. And you're putting them in positions to serve. Mm -hmm. Not just, I'm talking about it, but I'm not gonna show you a way to actually get this done. Like I'm putting you in a spot where, hey, I think you actually need to go and make that phone call or you need to go talk to that person or you need to bring that person on a, a meeting with you so they can see how it's done. Like you have to put them in positions to also serve versus just you being the only person that does it. I love that. I love that you, I mean, that is so important of opening that door of opportunity for the person to be able to step into. I was thinking about this earlier with other leadership opportunities and giving back opportunities. So many people don't take them on their, their own unless a leader creates that initiative for them. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just pure, like, not lack of care or just like uh fear but so many people won't take that step unless right. you really do open that door and help them push through it so well, i mean most and this is just i i think this person like a, a lot of leaders are just bad at delegating responsibility mm -hmm. sure um because you don't want to give away the good responsibility right sure. like you give something away that's really good and now somebody else owns it and it's like oh mm -hmm. you know man i don't know i don't want you to take that like let, right. let me my credit yeah i want the credit i want the glory right. versus just you know and it kind of goes back to the company i work for now legend you know we are truly like you know behind the scenes you know i, I could say that in, in 20 different conversations and maybe one person's going to know exactly what that company is and that's really on purpose um mm -hmm. you know from an operational standpoint you know, we're meant to, to truly be a solutions-driven company. Yeah. And, you know, finding solutions is another way of saving we're serving, right? We're finding, we're trying to figure out ways to serve our clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not trying to do something to get all the glory for them. Somebody to step up on the podium and say, like, all right, Legend did all this stuff, right? Yeah. We just want our clients to feel great about us being partners with them. Yeah. And if they want all the glory, great, right? Now go do it again, right? And And where we see the wins is adding more books of business because more people are like, you got to hire this group because they're, they're going to find a way. And the great news for you is like, you, you know, everybody's in, in good spirits. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's that. amazing because literally, truly, ladies and gentlemen, that's how legends are made. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> like if you really think about it, like yeah. it's, they do all the work on the back end. You didn't see you wasn't there. You know, y'all know that you wasn't there shooting in the gym, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you wasn't seeing Kobe, Michael Jordan, all these great oh, yeah. stars. We don't see all the work, but then you see, you know. Yeah, those are stories that come out later. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They come out later. They come out later, right? right. So 
Um, I do want to make sure that we like touch on the the employees again aspect and like what that looks like. Is there a way for you to kind of boil what you said or quantify what you said into like three practical tips for like leaders that may be listening on how they can kind of instill that behavior of change? Yeah, I, I, I think number one is be intentional. Mm -hmm. Be intentional about your mission and your purpose. Yeah. Um, people can see right through that if you're not. Mm -hmm. And so the more intent that you have every day and applying that, that that's that's going to be critical. Um, yeah, I, I say the second thing is, you know, be positive and be excited about, yeah. right? Like, it's truly that I get to, not I don't have, I have to. Mm -hmm. And the more that you understand that your, your leadership is contagious amongst your teams, the more that you'll probably say, I, I, like, why are you speaking in that tone? Well, that's how you talk, right? <laughs> you know, it's usually like, oh, we gotta do this for this person or this, this individual. And now your team speaks that way. Right. And you're not even thinking that that's what's going on, but you're, you know, in your own mind, you're like, why, why is my team down? Well, you're coming in down, mm -hmm. right? So just understand that you have to be on. And because that's that's really what the you're the you're the north star for your team no matter what you're doing, okay. and and I, I would say as far as like continuing to you know continuing to be a servant it is has to be at the, the highest importance to you mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you you have to to always thinking about how can I help you like I mean I, I was I was texting with one of my uh, my, my sales reps earlier you know having a frustrating day, things like that. And, and I didn't, Hey, tell me about your day. Let's, let's just spill all the tea. Tell me everything what's going on. It just starts off. How can I help you? Yeah. What can I help you with? And you know what? You'll get so much more out of that because you're just, well, what can I do? And, and it may just be like, honestly, if you can just listen to what I have to say, I just want to vent and I'm good. Or it could be like, actually, I need this system in place or this or that or that. Like be a person that wants to be an advocate for your people. And, and and you'll 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 see people move move mountains for you. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I love that. All of that wrapped together. Tying into that same question that Josh had asked in practical ways, you have a very unique skill set and you work with so many different large brands and businesses and companies and enterprise companies at that. <laughs> so how do you as a leader help build the company culture while working with so many different enterprise companies that stand and have different missions and values. How do you complete that with your team, with working with obviously the Cowboys, mm -hmm. even formerly with the NBA, now with AT&T, how are you able to tie all that together with your team and saying like, listen, I know that this enterprise company has these values, this is what they care about, and this other one has these, but Overall, this is how we're going to build the company culture that works and that's cohesive. How do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question because you know a lot of personalities, right? Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Lot, lot of you know different meetings and people have different opinions and things of that nature. But I, I think it always starts on you know at that highest level of we understand where we're trying to get to, right? And what are who are advocates or allies really on both sides, client side and within legends that we're all speaking kind of the same language. Um, but with the team, it's, it's making sure that you really, you got to create an environment that everybody feels safe and working in. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, there's a book out there by, uh, I believe it's David Coyle called the culture code. Mm -hmm. Um, and he talks about that, like 
probably in the best way I could put it, just about how to create safety in in a in a workspace. And, and I think it starts there, like yeah, people like that awful. just yeah, people feel like I want to come and work for this brand for this person. I feel like I'm getting supported in every which way. Um, and and then you're you're you just take those moments of like how can I implement a little bit more about maybe more about our company mixed with their company because sometimes you know you may step foot in a culture that is not great mm-hmm. right and they're also looking for what's the way and, yeah. and so you know I, I tell a lot of groups it's like we get to be kind of the the temperature set of you know we get to actually set the tone for this entire organization and now all of a sudden we may shift a little bit and so. Um, but I, I think it's all all about creating the environment that people all want to come to um, versus we're kind of just falling in line. And then before you know it, we're, we're now just doing what everybody else was doing. Like we, right. we're kind of called to be a little bit of some change agents a little bit. And, and, it, and it starts with just making sure that, you know, I always look at it, it was like, I, I want our clients to look at us of like, man, that that's why we hired them. Yeah. Right. They're, they're doing things the right way, different, but like that's exactly why they're here. Yeah. So you're being hired. How are y'all staying competitive in this market? Man, it's it's it's, it's a competitive one, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, for there's sure. a lot of, lot of talented you know organizations and groups out there. Um, I, I I would say we've never been afraid to you know put ourselves out there. Um, you know, understand and identify like you know this is who we're about, this is who we work with and how we work um, and be unapologetic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we don't work with everybody. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And not, or I guess I could put it in a diff- different way, not everybody works with us, right? right. And so, and that's okay. Right. Um, I, I think we're very, very, very humble in that. And um, we've always had an entrepreneurial mindset of like, we're, we're gonna try to go after and get the biggest, the best at, at, at any opportunity that we can. and. Um, you know, look, do we win them all? No, but um, we definitely want to make sure we're always having a seat at the table, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Going back to what we were just talking about and you kept referencing that it's so important to create a safe place in the work culture, can you break it down with some practical steps on really how to do that? Because safety may mean something completely different to you than what it does to us or to other leaders listening. So how do you do that to create a safe place, especially like you referenced with so many different personality types, so many different people, backgrounds, all of that. Yeah, I I, I go back to, um, you know, and I don't want to go back, but I go back to the the COVID time, right? Like, you know, it was probably June of 2020, um, you know, our building at AT AT&T, we we shut down uh, in March, it was March March 19th, I'll never forget it because we had a wedding a wedding group that night and they were like can we still have this wedding and i, <laughs> oh I just remember gosh. watching the news and i was like i i don't even want to be the person that says like i, yeah. I don't i don't know what the right answer is right yeah. and um but moving forward you know three months later we're back in in at&t and it was very very you know different because nobody was there right um we had a very small team at the time that was slowly coming back into the office and at that time, I kind of had that that kind of epiphany of like, okay, you know, you're you're now having to sell people on coming back into the office, right? And getting people to feel like this is a place I need to be, you know, not just from a safety perspective of like my health, but mm-hmm. also like I've been working from home for a little bit, like I'm I'm good, right? right. Um, 
And so I, I think the important thing, as you think about building a culture that people want to be a part of, what are you doing in the office that can only be done in the office? Mm -hmm. Right? Is it, you know, recognition? Is it, um, you know, things that are kind of put up on display and for people to be able to know that they're, you know, like, I got to be there. I don't want to yeah. miss that. Right. Um, are you creating those moments or are you living through email? And it's like, I don't really, I don't celebrate success. I don't, I'm not worried about that. We just got to get to our number. Um, so I think that's always step one. Like if you go to our office, there's, you know, screens up and there's pictures of people and this person was the hustle leader and all that kind of stuff. Right. Because I, I want people to know that what you do matters and people need to see that, not just mm -hmm. our team. Like we put it in spots where other departments are going to see because we want to create these conversations around that. Um, and then, you know, the other part is, you know, and I know it's kind of a, an age old term, but you know, the, the open door policy, right? But what does that look like, right? Okay. You know, I always, always ask people on my team, how do you want to be led, right? And I think that's very essential to then build your team around that because you can lead a certain way, but everybody's different. And so people need to know that all right, Sean talks to me different than he talks to this person. We're all trying to get to the same goal, but I feel like he understands what I want. Yeah. He understands what I need. He understands, he knows, he goes the extra layer and understands, okay, all right, why do I need that? Because um, believe it or not, not all salespeople are motivated by money, right? They're not always just like trying to get the next paycheck. Some people, they have other missions or things that they're trying to accomplish. And as a leader, you need to uncover all those things. and. Once you start to do those things and develop that that cadence with your people, you know they they start to believe that you're not in it just for the revenue number or whatever it is. Right. You're in it for them. Right. Yeah. And now, when you feel like you're creating this family environment, like you're not going to miss out on your family. Right. Right. I'm now. You know. Now we talk about work-life balance, and you know, and I'm like, it's just life. Yeah. Like you you want to create yeah. just a lifestyle mm -hmm. that. If I was going home to my family, I'm going into work to my family. I want it to be the exact same way as a two-way street. And if I'm not creating that, then I'm somewhere, somebody's not getting the authentic me. And that's not right. You know, if you're a leader, you need to make sure that when you step foot in that door, everybody knows exactly who they're getting and what they're getting. And they're going to feel that from you. They're going to feel like, okay, this is exactly why I work for this person or with this, you know, around this person, because I feel... I, I'm I'm good. I'm at home. Right. This is exactly what I want to be a part of. Right. Home in the house yeah. and home. One hundred percent in the workplace. Yeah. I um, love it. And it's uh, my 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 home right now is 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 three three girls under seven right now kind of screaming and you know Sheesh. gymnastics and all that good oh, stuff yeah. so, but yeah, we, sorry, we, we, we have we have we have a lot of fun let's sure. talk about that real quick yeah. with like you just said being the same leader you are at the workplace as you are at your house how do you realistically balance all of that and how i mean you balance. play a lot of you play a lot of you play a lot of roles oh, yeah. and then you come home and your dad and your husband sure how do you do that everything i just told you about the workplace it it, it is re easily reciprocated back and into my 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 life and as a husband and as a father um intent right like the intent to be a dad the intent to follow through uh to to stay true to commitments to also know how to delegate and say no to mm -hmm. commitments that are happening 
you know, always being able to, and look, I'll, I'll be first to tell you, like, I, I struggled with like, okay, like, my boss said I need to do this. Like, do I need to do this? Does this take away from that? But like staying true to, like, I, I'm a father. I, I, I gotta be here for the dance recitals and, and all that, like, because I made that commitment to my daughter, right? And what, I, what I'm teaching her is, okay, dad's gonna be there because he he's gonna honor a commitment, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's so critical that you're continuing that no matter what you're doing, and that, that's that's something that I kind of hold myself accountable to. And, and you know, if you're listening in, like audit your calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was something that uh, a mentor of mine told me a few years back. And, and I didn't even, I didn't, I thought about it and I was like, okay, yeah, just look at my calendar, see how my, what does my schedule look like and all that good stuff. But you're probably in so many meetings or taking time away from it. We're all just trying to get time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was so many things that I was just involved in just to check a box and I was right. like I don't need to be in that all right delegate that to somebody like you you can be a part of that now what does that do that frees up time that I can I can be home I could go and do this um do I need to take the extended work trip or do I can just I can get it knocked out in one day and be home right yeah. and so um those just being intentional about you know your time and and you know matching that with just your personal life I mean it's 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 been critical for me because um, I don't ever want, I don't want to hear the phrase of like, oh my gosh, you work so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I mean, that just makes me like get chills right now thinking about that. Like that was me. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> what, what I have realized is, and kids are the most honest. You want some feedback? Oh go, yeah. Go, go ask your oh, kids. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Kids will tell you like it is. Yeah. And then, Straight up. you know, if you, it, it, it's one of those things I'm like, man, we should start doing like performance reviews, but have the kids give them, right? Like, oh, yeah. like you're just not that good. Like, you know, like, I, I feel like they would just tell you, <laughs> you're just not that yeah. good. Yeah. Just, just, it's just that, you know, really honest feedback, but that's, that's my, my daughter's to a T for sure. And, you know, hearing some of that, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, dad, you, you were working, you worked all night, you, you know, it's kind of like, man, that, that, that affected something. Okay. I can't do that again. Right. Yeah. And just those little signals like that, it lets me know, okay, if I don't hear that, that means, okay, we're in a better spot, but there's always room to improve and always ways to get better. And so I think that that's something that I have to think about all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. also setting that leadership example for your employees as well. Sure. It's like, if you're saying, hey, it's okay to work seven days a week 100%. all the time, whatever, you're essentially showing them like that's the example that you're setting and that it's not yeah, okay for them. It goes back to, to the, the safety thing. Like, yeah. you yeah. gotta have that flexibility. Like, hey, I'm gonna go into whatever, you know, extracurricular event and it's okay for you to do that too. Yeah. Like, I identify that you have a life outside of this and I don't really want you to second guess coming to ask me, hey, can I go to my friend's what? Go. Yeah. Because that, that part-time moment should not take away from the lifetime event right yep. and if, if if you're doing that if you're a leader that's like this is important today yeah and i'm a you have to stay here like you're all you're doing is creating a disgruntled employee that's probably gonna leave because yep. they don't believe that you trust them yep yeah. that's exactly what brandon was saying on the last podcast episode as well he's like i will not tell an hourly employee sure. no for time off <laughs> it's yeah. just not worth it uh, yeah Okay, so um, I, I love your feedback on um, just quote unquote work life balance, right? Like, I, I like to say, you know, much like you, it's a lifestyle. Um, so, you know, I've even redefined 
work-life balance to work-life integration. Um, how would you redefine work-life balance? Because like I know you know I know you said balance. Like how do you balance everything? And in my mind, I'm thinking like there's really no such thing as balance. Yeah. Like there, I mean, in theory, mm-hmm. speaking of electric theory, in theory, there's balance, <laughs> right? But right. like, is there really balance? And then like, how would you like I said define work-life quote-unquote balance? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. It's because it's like I'm I'm kind of identifying the same spot. It's like it's really no just you know you're weighing this this because sometimes you think about balance, right? You're like. I'm weighing, is this more important than this? Right. Right. I'm kind of, so I, I, I think, you know, when it comes to that, like it's, it's truly going back to just your true self. Are you being true to you in really all aspects of your life? Right. Um, now I can't probably put a coin, like a, a, a phrase to that, yeah. but I, but I just go back to authenticity. Like, do you feel like you are being authentic in every, every conversation, every, every, you know, part of your day is you um and i i think you know as far as the balance goes is like i mean it's it's a true audit of life like are you auditing your life the right way thinking about this is so important and really i think about we talk about the feedback from kids it's like can somebody look at you when they say your name they're like all right i can give you that person is all about family does their job really well is authentic like they, they should be able to say that about your job and should also be able to say that about, you know, how you do outside of outside of the office. And to me, that's kind of my personal goal is like, I want to make sure that that all blends together. So right. probably like a life blend, right? Like it's right. just truly like everything should just blend together as far as how you live live out, you know, um, all the different aspects of your, of your life. And if it's not, right, then you, you're really, you know, you've got this kind of this, this, this mix that really isn't going to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll let Gina follow up from here, but I did want to just kind of like paint some color around it too as well, because I'm, I'm sure all of us have had conversations with people who's just like, you know what, like my my job isn't like my purpose or it doesn't sure. necessarily have a meaning and I can separate my, you know, my job from my life and I'm just there for a paycheck. And especially in hospitality, right? Oh, like man. that's the type of, you know, yeah. prospects and candidates that typically funnels through hospitality. So like mm-hmm. going back to that, like how do you, help them understand that yo this could become a career for you yeah. right and this this could be a very purposeful job share, so i don't know how to get the answers well, to the test uh, yeah well, I, was say, I don't know how to articulate that in the question so I'll let here's Jana. a better question i guess for that something that you had mentioned just a second ago is while you're trying to weigh your options like is work more important or is home more important right now whatever stay true to who you are but so many people don't have their beliefs or their values or their purpose lined out yet so maybe you can even like reference from when you just started your career launch and you were going from Arkansas to Frisco on that drive you know you had to really ask yourself like is does this align with who I am to get me to the next step even though it wasn't just like something that was easy to do and take that five and a half six hour drive whatever so what are some practical steps of like being able to find your purpose your passion being true to who you are and all of that integration together yeah i i think i mean you know to to try to you know kind of dissect that a little bit like speaking personally for me like i'm a person of faith and mm-hmm. you know if i want to say if i'm being true to me that's always going to be number one with me is is identifying and knowing that like 
I know my purpose is to serve his purpose, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? And so <clears throat> knowing that every time I have a conversation, it's it's it needs to be kind of backed by is this serving the greater right. purpose that that I think right. through. Um, because I mean, and you know, I always, I always kind of live out. You know, this this is a temporary thing. Um, but if you go back to you know, and, and to kind of you know get get in into that a little bit, like service is really what we're called to do, right? Yeah. So being hospitable is truly just a way of life. And I think if you're trying to find and identify, okay, what's my purpose in life? Well, number one is just to be a good person, right? And be be hospitable to others. No matter what, where they're where they're at, meet them where they're at at all times. If you're doing that, and you're finding joy in that moment, then you're exactly where you need to be. Um, if you're not, that means that there's something missing in that. And then, and I, I would I would say, in order to find kind of that joy, um, that, that that's really a you know I think it's a collection of the people that are around you, right? Um, you know, people bring out the best in each other, and and I I try to make sure I'm surrounding myself with people that are, you know, see that in me, yeah. right? Because sometimes you know we live with blinders, and we we're like, you know, I don't see that. I don't know how you see that in me, and so I'm just going to go to this job and do this and check the box and go home, and you know whatever the case may be. But you know, depending on your circle, if it's built up enough and it's strong enough to to tell you like, no, you're more than this, um, goes back to, to kind of the faith, like that's. I feel like I've always been valued, right, to be more. So I need to make sure I'm willing to do that. And I I would say anybody that's listening to this, like, wherever you're at in your life, like, there is always more out there for you, Mm -hmm. right? There, there, there is a higher purpose for you. And the more that you can identify with that, the more people, honestly, like, they want to see that, right? And you know, it's uh, it's interesting because. I don't think that's like there's like a silver bullet to saying okay how do you go and find it like there's no like book to read and like all right now now I know exactly what to do to go find my purpose um I I do think that you know what gets you out of bed in the morning and what makes you feel like all right that that got me going and what tends to happen in those moments though is that your mind tells you that you can't do it or you don't have enough to do this or whatever the case and so then you tell yourself ah that's just a dream. There's no way, right? Um, I've always kind of lived with like, you know, I, I don't believe that God would put a dream in your head that you couldn't accomplish. Yeah. I, I really think oh, that if, if it's there, you got to find a way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're thinking about it, if you can't sleep because you're just, man, I, I think you, you know, okay, now I need, I need to figure out why do I keep thinking about this? Yeah. Right. What, 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 what brought me to this moment to where I'm thinking about, I got to go start this business when I have no, I don't have two pennies to rub together. Right. Right. But all of a sudden, maybe you have, you know, this voice or maybe you have this whatever thing and it's like, okay, now how do I use that? And so I, I think just identifying some of those things will allow you to start to, by way of just, you know, connection and, and, and getting that together, will we'll, we'll get you to the where, where you're wanting to go. But that, that's, that's been the big thing for me is um, I, I, I kind of know, or feel confident in that and it doesn't affect me in regards of like any any negativity of like oh, really okay that's not that that's not going to really affect my day yeah yeah on the flip side of that with employees i mean I, I do think it's 
easier for us as believers to be able to understand that there's a greater good and being able to have a better sense of purpose because of our beliefs and what we know to be true for people that you work with on the daily basis and that you are a leader over essentially how do you help those ones that maybe are not thriving in that area? Maybe they're a great employee, but they're not thriving in that area. What do you do with that? How do you help them through that to be able to either help them develop their purpose, push them on that, or guide them to a different area to success? Sure. So yeah, can we, sorry, yeah. Can we role play this? Can I be the, the <laughs> devil's advocate? Because yeah. I would love, because like I, what's so, what's so crazy about yeah. this is that we've heard um, from really, really great people and um, most talent and great talent usually share a lot of the same values that we share, which is yeah. to me a little bit ironic. Yeah. Um, but I want to play devil's advocate because I've always wanted to bring someone on here <laughs> who doesn't believe these things and no, wait, no, it shouldn't be authentic and you shouldn't be transparent and yeah. To hell with values, right? Like, right. so I kind of want to play that role, um, especially as it relates to like purpose. So, I don't believe in purpose. So I don't know what you're you're saying right now. What do you mean? You know, I I have a meaning in life. Yeah, I, I would say, what what led you to this this opportunity? Man, uh, I had a a parent that you know died when you know when I was young, and you know how if there's purpose and meaning in life, like how could I essentially? Uh, find that now that you know God let if there is a God let my mom die at such a young age and I had to grow up essentially with just my grandparents so obviously I can tell that affected you are you familiar with just our company and like you know and and remind me again like and I'm sorry for your loss but tell me a little bit more about just the passing and how did that affect you and your family yeah well you know like I said we were you know we were we were church growers we, we, we believed in, you know, uh, uh, we had like these shared beliefs, right? And this was just taken away from me so quickly. And, you know, I feel like those values and those things that like essentially led uh, our family to where they are just went out of the window when, when my mom died. So it really left me feeling very depressed um, and not, not feeling important. Like I, I lost, I lost my, my, my values and from losing my values, I lost value in general. So, when let's just stick with the word value right now. So, you know, legends, we'll speak with legends. We got, you know, let's call it 18,000, 20,000 employees, right? And I'm, I can't tell you how many people are in this world, but you're a select few that got to be a part of this organization. So when we talk about value, you already have value right now in this, in this, on this team, okay? Now I'm looking at your numbers, right? You are, top performer so if I'm talking about value you're needed on this team okay um, so that's now there's two things you're, you're one to understand where the value comes for you um, those are two things I see every single day now what you don't know and this is typically where you know for me what I see is you, you never know who's watching you okay um, and I like to believe that like you know uh, as you talk about God and stuff like that, like that God is always watching our good things and things that we do. And, you know, and, and there's opportunities for us to continue to do good. And, and there's a few employees that watch you every day because you are on the top of the leaderboard, you're doing great things. And I, I just want you to know, like from your struggles, I don't know if you know this, but there actually is somebody that is struggling as well. 
right? And they're, they're dealing with a little bit of grief and they don't, they're not gonna bring that to the office, but since you brought this up, I want you to understand that I'm not telling you to go and grab that individual, but how you walk into here every single day is now affecting somebody else. So the purpose for you right now is to make sure what they see is what they could be, right? Because they are, they're in a spot right now in their life that they're probably you a few years ago when you talked about your mom passing. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go seek that person out, but I am telling you because they've shared similar spots with me right now, and I want you to understand that because of what you've been able to bring to the table and the value that you bring to this company, you have now become a person that people see as, I wanna be like that. Now you may ask, who is that? Now, um, out of respect for everybody, I, I just want you to know that like, I'm not gonna identify that, but I am gonna tell you that now, now you, you, you kind of have a responsibility on you. And I'm not, I hate to put the weight on you, but I will tell you, you may not know what your purpose is for you personally, but I can tell you for that individual, you serve a greater purpose that you'll you'll never even know. If you leave tomorrow, that person's gonna figure out why, right? I don't know how, what my next step should look like. And what I what I do recommend right now is I love for you to, to lead one of our teams, um, you know, kind of a small group and kind of showcase what you do because I see the talent, I see the opportunity for you to continue to grow. No, we're not in a spot right now where I could, you know, bring a loved one back. None of us can, right? Um, but I can tell you, you're an inspiration to this group. And that right now is your purpose. How do you inspire young advocate leaders that are trying to be, make make a name for themselves? They're wanting to be like you. And so I, if, we, if you can, I would love for us to sit down, figure out a way for us to identify what's that roadmap look like for the rest of this year. And then you'll, you'll see, you'll see, I think quickly how your purpose will be developed. Wow. From pain to purpose. From pain to purpose. I almost, like I almost cried thinking that this was really me. I, I embodied my role. I truly embodied my role. I was uh, like, hold uh, on. Yeah, my we, we, yeah, I felt it. Really, I yeah, felt that, that was that was so fire, so solid. Like, I need that take to be able to <laughs> demonstrate, like, this is essentially how you would do it. Yeah. And Gina, since you were the third party, like, listening in, like, would you care to kind of give some feedback or, like, like how like that process went and kind of like identifying that process because like no i think the way that you just kept pulling it out and really driving into something that was such an effect in their life yeah and being able to say like listen i understand that you were really affected by this that's your testimony and yeah. so we're going to drive into that and you're going to help someone else and again just going back to that servant leadership servant. that's time. it that's it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like we just solved the world problems. <laughs> I'm not even joking yeah. because it starts with service, which is why we love hospitality so much mm -hmm. because that's the ethos of hospitality, right? right. Yep. And if you can kind of understand that concept, um, you then begin that it pours off into every other industry, every totally. other thing that you can do within your life. And if you just have that service, like attitude, uh, and stewardship, and that's why I love that yep. you use the word stewardship, not ownership. Yeah. Like, if you have those that mentality it becomes like you put yourself in a position to have meaning yep. to have purpose and now i feel valued right i feel valued when you said that the responsibility of me to show up and be a certain character or a certain person is not just for myself but it's for the person that's next right. to me and that's why i'm like dude how have we lost <laughs> this because this is actually how this country was founded hello yeah. right like it was founded by people that are literally our age they were literally our age sitting around a table probably like this right i mean i'm sure without the mics right but <laughs> they're sitting around a table saying like yo we're 
we have like these different values. We don't want to be under this anymore, but we want to like serve and then still keep our nation this particular way. But it's it's going to be founded on these principles and we're going to give people these voices and we're going to serve each other. And like we I just feel like we just went so far left, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended, yeah. but we just went so far to where it's like <clears throat> hard to kind of like bring that perspective back around so like bringing it back around to as it relates to like customer service now right like because that's that's where we're talking about employee facing you know internal uh, uh opportunities now from an external standpoint because now that i've learned from you right like as that as that character i learned from you this not only translates internally but now externally to our to your customers sure. and people that you're serving and you said something uh you know before we started that i want you know you can kind of dig into as it relates from a customer facing standpoint which is people have spent their life saving savings to go to some of these games right and you don't know what someone spent on a room or spent on a seat yeah. and you don't know where what or how that they got into that position. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons why you should treat everyone with the ultimate respect. Yeah. Um, but you, what I'm seeing not only in, in, in just hospitality, just overall customer service in general, um, it's just the staggering numbers of just like dissatisfied people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like seeing it in real time, it's like really interesting to me to really see that people are so self-centered right now and so self-centered uh, uh, as it relates to just, hey, no, this is, it's only about me, right? right? So like, from a customer, like I said, standpoint, how do you kind of help instill that into your employees or colleagues or even just peers um, that this is not just for yourself, right? Like you're here to serve. And like, how do you convey that message? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think, you know, the, the the terminology, right? Like the customer's always right. Like, right. you know, I think there's, it's definitely been amplified even more these days, right? Mm-hmm. Like some, yeah. sometimes you, you definitely have a, some almost even like an entitlement, like a, yeah, yeah I, I deserve this level of service, right. um, which honestly it is true. Right. But if it's not met with, I just, I, I'm also going to give you that level of service. Right. And that's where a lot of the complaints come and, and disconnect, like that, right? There's always yep. a disconnect. Now, I think from a, a training perspective, you know, it's essential to, have that buy-in from your leaders, no matter where they're at, you know, uh, what what their their, their their thought process is on a, an event day or things like that, you know, that's pr- pretty much where it starts is, is the buy-in from that group or that peer that's gonna now, you know, I'm on the floor, I need everybody to know exactly what our mission is. And, and I said earlier about, you know, share the answers to the test, right? I can't be the only person within the company or, or within on my team that knows that, hey, this is why we do what we do, yeah. right? Um, and I know that, but I'm not going to tell anybody else that because I want job security and I want to just stay here, right? right? I need everybody to know this is why we do that. Like I, I go back to, um, I, I never forget when we were started selling, um, I was selling season tickets for the Dallas Cowboys, and and, and I, don't, I don't know if this is, if this stat is still true, but you know, um, I think it was like you know six to seven percent of people that actually attend the game right like or of a, a fan base only six to seven percent actually get to see their team or their group in person right so you think about all the, the dallas cowboys fans out there right like oh okay. there, there's a small percentage that actually truly get to to your point of spending their life savings like to get to in person come see it yeah all everything all the bells and whistles right they're going to do everything they can and it's probably a, a, that same percentage and 
Um, I'm learning this with, with my kids. It's probably the same thing for like Disneyland and Disney World and all right. that stuff because you're, you know, you're, you're going to have to like right. get prepared for right. that, right? right? But with that, you're expecting the best of the best. You're expe right. expecting everything. You're expecting almost to the point like, I want my door to be open for me when I get there. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I, I want somebody to, to, to hand deliver my, my food and beverage to me yeah. and all that, which honestly has... That's you see some of those developments now, right? The in seat service and stuff like that, where yeah. that really that's where a lot of that came from. Like, that came from how, how can we continue? You know, the in seat delivery we started that in COVID. Oh, right? that's we're fire, trying to yeah. figure out how. Okay, now how do we take that to another level, mm -hmm. right? Um, now we, you know, you, you go to AT and T and you see a lot of the in seat delivery, and mm -hmm. you see a lot of groups that are that are doing that now. But um, you know, I, in order to instill that in the team, you have to let them know what truly everything like what matters right right there needs to be hey you know you guys are the separation between a good experience or the bad right and we want to make sure that somebody is writing the best you know yelp or google review ever when they say hey like i went to at t stadium as soon as i arrived this is what happened when i left this is what happened right you know our team won our team lost either way it still was the best experience ever yeah. right and that's the win and yeah. but where you see that that disconnect is somebody's like I don't know about all that I, and honestly I don't care and I'm and my boss didn't tell me that I really needed to, to go all out this is an hourly job like no big deal mm -hmm. but the ones that you're able to instill that in the team you're building that culture of like we're going to be the best group that makes people feel like super value um, and then you're also I, I think this is this is something that I think a lot of leaders miss when your team does do well mm -hmm. go tell them that they did yeah, like, acknowledge yeah. Yep. right go yeah. right go the extra, like not like okay yeah that's what i told y'all to go do and you did it yeah right. let's go do it again the next time right it's wait let me, let's pause yeah. and let's celebrate that in the moment and then yeah. let's highlight people let hey you know you really stepped up and if you guys were watching this person this is exactly how it's supposed to be done right yeah. you know hopefully that psychology you know behind that of people say well I want that. I want that to be next, me, me next time, right? Right. Yeah, that's so good. Wow, just thinking about the fact that I guess I never really like contemplated on it that people really do save their life savings for events like that. And there's like a very particular situation when my friends' dads had always wanted to go to the World Series, and oh. then they're from California, moved here, been here for a couple of years, and then of course they were able to do that this year, and they surprised their dad to the whole family, whatever. I'm like, that was a dream. I mean, he's not super young. He's probably like in his 60s. I'm like, mm -hmm. that was a dream of his since he was a little kid, like five years old. Yeah, You're talking about like 60 years of imagining this event. And that's the pressure you have to deal with right. to right. impress these people. It's just like a little girl dreaming of her wedding one day. That's and like right. how perfect that's going to be. And that was the same dream of this guy going that's to the World the, that's Series. That's the memory. They're going to tell that story all the way through. Right, and they're gonna say down to the the mac and cheese at the stadium, like you yep. gotta try this and make sure you turn left and go see this because you know you don't want to miss that. Right. Because if you you know that's why we you know we operate tours and stuff like that at AT and T because yeah. um, there's some that you know some people that are like man I you know Cowboys tickets are expensive right yeah. so it's like sometimes that may not be what they can do and so how do we still provide that that opportunity for somebody to have that connection and connectivity mm -hmm. with the you know, organization or franchise that they love. Love it. Yeah.
man, just telling your team that pressure, I hope lights a fire under yeah, them. It would for me. Yeah, for sure. I'd be like, geez. I was going to say, as a little boy, I've been dreaming of watching the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. I but know. Hey, well, you know, hopefully it, will. it instills that pride, right? Right. Like, go back to right. your team, you're like, look what you get to be a uh-huh. part of, you know? Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, like, when I first started with the Cowboys, there was a guy that, that worked there, and he always parked on the other side of the stadium to get to the office. And I, you know, I asked him one day, and he was like, I, I do that because, you know, I want to appreciate where I work, right? And I was, you know, because you get to get to the, the stadium, mm. obviously, majority of the time the field's down, and you got the Cowboy star, all that kind of stuff. And mm. um, a lot different when there's not 100,000 fans there, right? And so I do that now. Like, I park on the opposite side of our venue, come in through the normal, you know, kind of checkpoints, say hi to everybody, all that good mm. stuff. Um, my wife says, like, you're, like, running for office when you walk in, that type of thing. So I'm always just, you know, it's good to see right. everybody, that type yeah. of thing. And But then I walk across the field to go over to my office. I don't have to go that way. There's a, a lot easier way to get there. Yeah. Just being but it, present. It's, it's truly perspective, area. right? It's truly it. just understanding, like, man, like, I, this could be anybody else. And I so I got to make sure that I'm not you know, taking this for granted. Yeah. I actually recently just saw that exact same situation in a high-end hotel. And there was a lady that came up to the front desk and was like looking and she was like, wow, don't you just love looking here? Like these are made out of, you know, like top of the line materials, whatever. And the employee was like, what, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know, I've never actually noticed. Oh, and I'm like, whoo, <laughs> I was like, dang. Get her out of here. Like that's just like full perspective and then like, yeah you know, then you could tell like, oh, maybe I should appreciate where I'm at and being more present yeah. and being grateful for this opportunity, like you were saying. Sure. It's wild. Yeah, it helps though. Wait, I wanted to stay there, sorry, with gratitude and being present. Yeah. Because like just hearing those uh, go, like service and gratitude go hand in hand because yeah. I think that whenever you have that ability to serve, right, or capability, I should say, to serve, like you will experience gratitude, right? Like, I don't know if you ever just handed a homeless person some food, mm-hmm. but like, it makes you feel good and you're grateful, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, dang. And you know, with us being in the sports world right now, I seen, uh, you know, Josh Allen had a quote, you know, after that, like, it was a it was a horrendous loss in the sense of like, they've been losing back to back to the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. And that would be very, very hard to, to essentially take as a quarterback. Um, but he said, you know, I woke up this morning, right? Like that was that was his like yep. that was his, like his next quote. Like that's what I, I remember seeing, and I was just thinking that that as facetious as some may think that is, it's truly, truly like why he's probably in the position that he's in. Yeah. Yep. Because he has gratitude for even being in this position. At the end of the day, like it's just a game, or it's just this, or you can say whatever you want about it. But having gratitude is truly, I believe, one of the reasons why yep. he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Right, so just want to kind of like you know oh, yeah. make me sure it's that a great we, perspective. The, yeah, gr- gratitude is the right attitude. Hello. Let's jump into the jar question for the sake of time. Okay, I'm excited it. to see what's in here. And your attitude is your latitude. It's that dark blue one. Okay. You can read it out loud. What would you do if you knew you would not fail? It's a good one. Ooh, talking about those dreams. Man. Um, and that is a that is a great question. You know, I, I think, you know, we talked about like, you know, solving all the world's problems and all that good stuff. I, I think something for me that if I knew it wasn't gonna fail, 
Um, I, I truly would want to, if I could have a, a moment or a platform to sit there and say that being able to voice to people in, in general that like, you know, life is truly a gift and that really that you know all, you, you do really serve a purpose like people can kind of identify and know that like things are actually going to be okay um and people believe that I, I i think that you know from a from a mental health perspective from a perspective of like i i actually have this believability that like okay you know what you're saying i i believe that there is actually an opportunity for me i can get better um, I think we, we talk ourselves out of so much in life um, that we don't take the chances that we want to. And I think if I was able to, to give that confidence or instill that confidence in multiple people that, you know, that they are, um, they're capable and able to really accomplish whatever they want to, like, and I knew that they would just take that and then go succeed. And I, I feel like we would be, we would be in a whole different, you know, level of like experience of like just great things right we yeah. would experience greatness literally every single day because people now feel okay now i can actually i can go make that happen right um versus you always kind of block yourself and you know it, it, it's, it's one of those things i think um probably to put a bow on like what we've been talking about you know i would love for people to see themselves how god sees them mm -hmm. if that could be projected everywhere mm -hmm. man people would I'm just, I'm just telling you people would go man this this life is great because I was made to be great right right and knowing that you truly have that that in your corner every day I, I, I just don't, I don't think anybody would ever fail mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love so that. compelling what a beautiful boat to wrap that up with yeah, for <laughs> sure. Do you mind telling people where they can find you to stay engaged with all of the things that you have on the horizon? You can horizon? find me at Kramer Gymnastics, watching my dart. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, I mean, get, get just if you were at AT&T Stadium or all these things, you can obviously on LinkedIn, Sean Penix, um, I, I will connect with you. I will spend time. I think, again, a big part of uh, the servant leadership. I'm not just saying, like, hey, you should go do that. Like, I, I make time yeah. to make sure and connect with individuals. And, you know, as I'm sure you can probably imagine, you get people that, hey, I, I'm looking for a job, I'm looking for advice, all those things. Like, that's important to me. Um, mentorship and, and also being mentored. So if there's somebody listening, like, hey, I got some, I want to give you some feedback, I'm, I'm open for it. I, yeah. I want to take that too. I think that's important. See, that's a real leadership quality right there. Yeah, yeah wow. I, I, I think, you know, um, I don't know everything, and I'm glad that I don't because yeah. uh, if, if I did, I think that's a lot of lot of weight to carry. Uh -huh. And um, you know, so I, you know, I, I think being able to take that and, and, and apply it would, would be really beneficial. And then I, I would say, you know, obviously on the social channels, it's just my name, first name, last name, Sean Penix. Um, I think underscore four on on Instagram and. Um, I did Twitter for a little bit, but I got confused. I was like, I don't, I don't really tweet enough, so like, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't really mess with that. But um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook—that's kind of my, my my trio a little bit. Awesome! Nice. Thank you so much. And don't forget to follow the Electric Theory Pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. So you can stay up to date with amazing guests like this to be able to get such good 
leadership knowledge and learn how to build a better company culture in whatever your workplace is. It was another good day. We had another good day. And if you line up enough good days, fuck around, have a good life. Bonus content. Go for it. Let's go. All right. Tell us something that you haven't told many people about the FIFA World Cup. Or something the exclusive. topic that he said he can't disclose. <laughs> the, the topic that he said that he cannot disclose, he is going to disclose something that may <laughs> or may not be. Yeah, all, all I can say is that um, as far as from a hospitality perspective, it will be something that um, the U.S. will be proud in, in, in regards to the fact that it's been too long that we have not been in, in the running to, to be able to host something of this magnitude. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I think that what you're about to see with, you know, with the multiple venues that are involved is that um, it is not uh, taken lightly. And, and I think we talked about this earlier, the connectivity between multiple groups and, and, and you know, these powerhouse names, right, that are coming together to, to really create something that's going to be memorable. Um, it's not something that you, you want to miss out on. So I, I personally, I would say I'm excited about the, the opportunity to, to really elevate not only North Texas and other areas, but also create an experience that, you know, if you think about, hey, I, my lifelong journey was to go to the World Series or the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be, this is going to be 10 times the magnitude of something like that. And simply because of the investment of the individuals that are now surrounding this, yep. um, to sit in some of those rooms and, and hear kind of the thought process of what they want to bring to the table, I mean, it's incredible. It's one of those things like, I don't know if I want to be working it or if I just want to sit back yeah, and just and just see it. because I, I think it's going to be something that um, will be talked about for, for a long time. Yes, sir. Well, appreciate That's your exciting. insights. Appreciate all the work that you do. Um, you know, not only within the community, but with legends, because that is, is the community, essentially, um, part of the community. So thank you for, for that and just being a light. Um, we, we truly appreciate that. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you again. so much for being here.